Welcome to Hear Me Out, My Story, Podcast. A podcast about being gay and of a certain age. Each week, we deliver the best stories of gay life after 50. Now here's your host, Dean Kroll. Hi everyone. Welcome to this episode of my podcast. (sighs) So this is going to be Making Amends, Part 2. I originally had two stories that I wanted to put into one episode, but the first one um, took up more time than I thought. And this one ended up being even longer than the first one. So I'm not sure what to say about that. I, uh, I wrote a couple pages about this. So, so this story happened to me while I was in college and I have to ask is being naive or naive and stupid an excuse? I don't know. Um, so in college I was in the process of self-discovery, figuring out who I was, where I was going, what I was doing. I think, and I think that's normal for a lot of people. I think college is that time of self-discovery. So um, in college, I never referred to myself as gay, but I was always thinking about it, what it was, what it meant, what it means. You know, am I that? You know, I, I, of course, I know everything that my church said about it. So there was that. It was a, it was a big struggle. But uh, there was a man that I met around campus. And at that time, he was 44 and unmarried. Uh, the rumors were, obviously, that he was gay. It was a small town. People talked. 44, unmarried, must be gay. So, um... I began to hang out with him, um, you know, at, at his house. I would stop over. Um, and then we would have events as a group. Like sometimes we went to concerts or um, we'd go to dinner. Um, and there was a bunch. It was a mixed group, men and women. And, um, you know, one time I did stop at his house. And there was um, another guy that was already there doing work or something. And I was kind of helping. I really wasn't. But um, he said that we should take our shirts off uh, because it was hot. And it was sunny. So I can't remember if I did or I didn't. I probably did because I wanted to fit in. But um, I don't, I really can't recall. So the relationship with him you know, developed over a few years. Um, Nothing sexual or physical ever happened. It was just that we shared a lot. We talked a lot. He actually helped me define the sexual abuse and the physical abuse that I went through with my family. And he actually was a good sounding board for that Um, and directed me, you know, to, to... obviously get therapy and read about it and things like that. So it wasn't all a bad relationship, but it was getting down to the end of my time at college. Um, And I can't remember when this happened. It obviously was warm, but he took uh, me and his six-year-old nephew to his camper campsite. It wasn't too far from, from town, from campus. Uh, for the day, we were going out there to, I don't know, hang out and have a picnic or something. But 
Um, his nephew, I remember this, his nephew was outside playing because I could see him through the windows and we were sitting at the table in the camper talking and obviously campers aren't that big. And this was, I don't remember what kind of camper. I think it was just a small pole behind or something. It was very small, but, um, so this guy had been telling me, uh, the story that his penis was somehow changed so that people could tell he masturbated too much or masturbated a lot. And, um, so this is the point where I do, do need to take some responsibility in this story. So I did at one point tell him, I thought that if he were gay or wanted, I would be with him. I guess I meant sexually at the time. Um, so I do share responsibility in this story. But again, I, you know, being naive and stupid in my mind, and I think today, even still, my mind is this romantic notion of being with somebody. Um, and I think at some point I was probably trying to find that best friend again, even though there were, you know, there were some, you know, probably physical overtones that I, that I put out there. Um, so it sounds like I'm making an excuse for that, and, and I'm not. I do share responsibility. So anyway, back to the camper. I did say that I didn't know what he meant about uh, people, how people could tell. Um, he just kept saying that, you know, it. I. he just kept saying that it was um, somehow people could tell. And I, I didn't get it, and... Again, I was really naive. Um, so if this was some sort of... <laughs> you're laughing at me, I'm sure. If this was some sort of opening, um, you know, almost, it sounds almost like something out of a, out of a flick. <laughs> like, oh, hey, <laughs> I'm the plumber. I've come to fix the sink. Um, you know, I think he must have said, well, show, you know, show me, show me what you mean. And I just was not getting the hint to say, show me. And so, um, uh, he just, he just says, I'll just show you. He stands up and pulls his shorts down. I looked, I was shocked. It was a penis. I can't, I can't recall if it was the first one I had seen out in the wild or not. I think it was. Um, I want to say that it, that it was, I really do, except for, you know, the sexual abuse and stuff. Um, so this was sort of the first time of just, but, ah, ta-da, here's a penis. So of course I was shocked, you know, country mouse, naive me. And I honest, honestly, I do not recall what happened after that initial shock. All I could think of was there is a child outside the window and all he had to do was turn and look or come in and I, I, I was completely shocked. So uh, we must've left, we must've left the camper soon after that, went back, you know, back to town or whatever. But after that particular incident, he never spoke to me again. Um, in fact, he was angry uh, around me. Uh, so, 
so this is where I am, you see. So do I make amends um, for being naive and stupid? Um, did I lead him on? You know, I, I don't know. These are these are some of the questions that I've... Was it all just down to poor communication? Um, it's really hard for me to figure that part out. Because if I did lead him on, it really was unintentional. Um, I think I've, I think since then, as I've gotten older, I've been able to figure out the nuances of flirtation and innuendo and, you know, things like that when you're around another gay guy or you're on a date and they say something like, hey, you know, let's go back to my place and I'll show you my etchings, wink, wink. Uh, <laughs> you know, I kind of, I kind of pick up on that stuff a little bit better. Um, but in college, boy, <sighs> boy, was I dumb. Um, so, you know, I, I'm not sure. Um, you know, do I really want to open this up again? He, so he must be about 70 plus by now. Um, I do know where he lives. It's a small town. I get it, you know, but, but really, do I want to open this up to myself just to make myself feel better? And then do I really want to open this back up for him? You know, is that causing him more harm? Uh, you know, is it, is it, you know, so, you know, the steps say that you're only to make amends if it doesn't hurt you or someone else. So in a way, I could say that this is hurting him. I don't know that it would hurt me. I try to make me feel better. But then how do I make amends for something like this? Something that I feel guilty about. And, you know, how do I apologize for, for again, being naive and stupid and possibly leading him on? I never intended to do that. Um, it's, it's, I think it's a real quandary for me. Um, I don't want to do it just to feel better. I don't want to do it probably at all because confronting him about this would be really difficult, I think, for me. Not only would I have to go back to my hometown, ugh, but, um, you know, I'd have to, I'd have to go to, go to him, make contact first and say, hey, can we talk? And, and then make an appointment to talk. And then I, you know, worry about it. And what am I going to say? And how do you make amends? And I don't know. I really don't know what to do with this. Um, it's, it's sort of a, one of those catch 22 situations where, you know, uh, I was 20, he was 44, so he was 20 years plus older than me. You know, should should one of us have known better? Should one of us been able to explain what was going on? Should, you know, if, if I was naive, maybe he was naive. I, I don't know. Um, I'd like to think not, but again, I don't know. You know, as the as the older person, you know, should he have quote unquote known better? 
than to try to fool around with a, with a student, you know, around campus. I mean, I know it happens. I'm sure it happens with faculty and staff and students and whatever. Um, and it was a different time. I, I honestly will admit that it was a different time. It was the 90s, early 90s. Um, it was not okay to be gay in a small town, rural town in Pennsylvania. Um, and so he was probably really scared about people finding out that he was gay or might be gay or, um, you know, at that time there was a, some sort of gay club, I forget what they called themselves on campus, but they had to meet in secret um, because they were afraid that people would get beat up or worse. So again, it was a different time. It was the early nineties. Um, I do recall that final summer before I left campus, that was the first time that I had, well, probably that year, I will say the, that was the first time that I quote unquote had sex. It didn't go well, but the first time that I had sex, that I enjoyed it, that went well. And I know that was that summer that I was 20 before I left campus. Um, and that I think is in another episode, but um, that was also the summer that um, two of my friends took me to a fraternity party that um, I really sort of drank more than one. And, uh, you know, that's a whole other story. Maybe I'll tell that one. So, uh, you know, thanks for listening. If you have any thoughts about this story, um, if you want to tell me what you think, you can, you know, please message me. Um, you can go to the Facebook page for the podcast and, and leave some comments on this episode. Um, yeah, so if you can relate, if you have something that you want to talk about, um, that you're, that you're torn about that happened, um, something that, you know, just know that I can listen. I, uh. I definitely want to listen. I definitely want to hear. Um, so please reach out. Um, I am completely confidential. And yeah, I I think that's about it. Um, this actually ended up being a lot shorter than I thought it was going to be. Um, so uh, I do appreciate you listening. And uh, I'll try to get episodes going more frequently again. Uh, I have a lot more time. So thanks, everyone. Uh, I will talk to you later. Have a good night.